Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Monday morning. Welcome to the broadcast. I am so excited to be with you. And I want to begin a place I wasn't expecting to begin today. So much of the discussion over the weekend, I'm sure you know, has been on the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And there's so many permutations of the story that we'll delve into during the course of the broadcast today. But I've got another one that's going to cause the heads of a lot of radical leftists to explode. It's another big win at the Supreme Court for those who support something basic like the First Amendment. You may be familiar with the case of a high school football coach. He has scored a victory, a major victory of the court. And dare I say, we have scored a major victory at the Supreme Court. Folks, this is a no-brainer. This is a big win to a former Washington high school football coach who lost his job over reciting a prayer on the 50-yard line after games. Here is the issue. Whether a public school employee praying alone, this is so silly. This tells you how silly we've gotten, ladies and gentlemen. A school employee praying alone, but in view of students, was engaging in unprotected government speech. And if it is not government speech, does it still pose a problem under the First Amendment's Establishment Clause? The Supreme Court has ruled just today. The answer to both questions is no. No. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, some of these issues, they're just common sense. But we've got people in this country, and and we'll touch on this during the course of the conversation today. I, I just want you to know, and I think many of you already do know this, there is a profound hysteria. You know, I, I don't like using the phobia words, homophobia, Islamophobia. But I'll tell you what, there's a whole lot of Christophobia out there. People have this crazy, misguided fear of Christianity. I'm not talking about church, but I'm talking about God. They've got an incredible amount of fear about this that really borders on mental illness. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this. Can you please explain to me the harm of a football coach praying on a field within view of students? Oh, no, how terrible. By the way, some of these people have no problem at all. Maybe if he were out there in drag, do you think that would have gone over better? I'm just saying. 
Joe Kennedy is his name, a junior varsity head coach, varsity assistant coach, with the Bremerton School District in Washington from 2008 to 2015. He started the practice of reciting a post-game prayer by himself. But guess what happened? Eventually, students started joining him. <gasps> oh, my goodness, this is terrible. According to court documents, this involved into motivational speeches that included religious themes. After an opposing coach brought it to the principal's attention, the school district told Kennedy to stop. He did temporarily. Then he notified the school he was going to resume the practice. The situation garnered media attention, and when Kennedy announced he would go back to praying on the field, it raised security questions. When he did pray after the game, a number of people stormed the field in support. The school district then offered to let Kennedy pray in other locations before and after games, or for him to pray on the 50-yard line after everyone else had left the premises. He refused, insisting... He was going to continue his regular practice. After continuing the prayers at two more games, the school district placed Kennedy on leave. If I may interject something here, and some people are going to think this is mean-spirited, I do not. Because probably taxpayers are going to end up paying for this. You know, when these lawsuits happen, taxpayers will pay for this. I think the people who took these actions against this coach out of pay out of their own frickin' pockets. This is just inexcusable. It is. They should pay for it. But we go on. During oral arguments, Justice Clarence Thomas questioned how the prayer could be viewed as government speech, given the school district's vehement and public opposition to the prayer. Kennedy's attorney, Paul Clement, argued before the court firing him was a clear constitutional violation because not only was Kennedy engaged in private, not government speech, the school was taking action precisely because the speech is religious. Justice Elena Kagan expressed concern during arguments that as a coach who determines players' playing time, Kennedy's prayers can have a coercive effect on students. I'm, I'm sorry. I just have to say this. This woman is an absolute nitwit. I mean, come on. Really? Indeed, a lower court opinion noted the principal had been contacted by a parent who said his son felt compelled to participate in the prayer despite being an atheist because he felt he wouldn't get to play as much if he didn't participate. I don't give a crap about this young kid's feelings. Clement rejected the argument, stating the school district never raised the issue as a reason for disciplining Kennedy. Of course they didn't, because it was completely, completely fallacious. They knew that. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, going down a rabbit trail. But I, if, if you get nothing else from today's program, just because someone feels something or thinks something does not make it true. This is part of what has our society so jacked up now. Oh, I feel like he said this against me. Oh, I feel like this. I don't give a rat's rear end how you feel. Your feelings can be wrong.
bottom line here, we've got to win for the coach. And I hope he sues the living crap out of every single one of the people involved in this. And again, we'll end up paying for this. But I am thrilled that justice has been served. This is a man who has persevered in his case. And it's not just about him. It's about all of us. Our rights have been upheld. You know, this is exciting. Because we're going to talk about the artificial right that was created that has now been completely blown away. That much more as we continue our Monday broadcast. Stay with us. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingles Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, it's 71307. And I don't just share perspectives that agree with me. I even share perspectives that disagree, even though they're profoundly foolish, like this one. Next, they will ban interracial marriages. Poor Clarence Thomas. He doesn't realize what they have started. The rolling snowball. A few more good old boys. And Vince, we'd be back to slavery. (laughs) Seriously, there are people who actually believe this foolishness. It's just silly. Absolutely silly is what it is. This texter agreeing the problem with this country. Too many people concerned about feelings instead of reality. Vince watching the Supreme Court use the left's rear end as a pinata is a pure joy to watch. (laughs) This texter, you're so one-sided, your feelings are okay, but not anyone else. This is not about my feelings either. How do we get into feelings? Feelings. (laughs) Vince, the way people argue abortion isn't bad. And the Bible oppresses us. I could argue for incest in the same way. Probably could. You can argue anything you want from the Bible. And I think we've seen that. Also on the text line, Vincent, you say this is a no-brainer. While I am ambivalent about the idea of making an intentional public display out of prayer, it is a protected right. As to your bewilderment bewilderment with those with Christophobia, I think this is also obvious. 
Our Creator has written His law on our hearts. Those who refuse to acknowledge God are having a moment with their guilty conscience. And who among us likes that? Boy, you hit that right on the head. I foresee more cheating in the next election because of this decision. They're going to be desperate now to control the House. You better believe they will. Over 90% of all abortion in the U.S. is done for the convenience of the mother. They have nothing to do with medical issues. Just a form of irresponsible birth control. Too lazy, too irresponsible to use contraceptives that are free or dirt cheap. Thank you for that text. It's one of the points I was going to make during the course of the broadcast today. I had a really good conversation with someone. Believe it or not, I engaged. I let someone rope me into engaging on social media. Had a great exchange with a young lady on a mutual friend's page. And this was one of the things I pointed out. These hard cases represent 7% at best. 7%. And you'll hear this discussed a little bit later on. They love to bring up, well, what about the woman's life's in danger? What if there's incest or rape? What if a pink elephant fell out of the sky and crushed all of us to death? People come up with all these ridiculous what-ifs. And they want to use these few exceptions to excuse the systematic extermination of tens of millions of babies. And I call BS. It's time, folks. It's so crazy. This person asked the question, will your opinion change if the coach converts to, let's say, Islam and holds prayer in the field? Or is it only about Christianity? I hold the same view. Nobody's compelling him to do anything or compelling anybody else to do anything. (laughs) Vince, how come the freaking idiots are always the loudest? (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Oh, my goodness. These morons keep saying it's wrong to reverse settled law. That's false. If the legal precedent is wrong. Ask these folks if it was wrong to reverse settled law regarding the right to vote, the right for women to own property, the right for black folks to have full civil rights. Yeah, we've talked about Dred Scott before. Boy, that was a real classic, wasn't it? <laughs> Incredible. This texture saying losses for the left equate to wins for America. In this case, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to set the table for discussion today. I know, um, I'm sure many of you are experiencing the same thing I am. Everywhere I've gone, this conversation's been going on. I've, you don't know how much I've had to bite my tongue. And part of what I've seen is just the hatred and the vitriol. And and I'm just being honest here, folks. And, and I... Let me just reiterate I've, something I've said before. The modern women's movement is no longer about equality. It's about supremacy. Make no mistake about it. It's about supremacy. And much of it is driven by hatred and bitterness. You want an example of this? Here's what someone posted on social media. See, this is, this is sad. But this is where a lot of these women are. These women who want to kill babies. 
Here's one of the social media posts. It's time to ban Viagra. Because of God, because of pregnancy is God's will, then so is your limp, I'll just say, appendage. This is how petty so many of these hateful, bitter women are. This, this tit-for-tat thing, this is how it works. Because a lot of these women are just angry. They really are. My heart goes out to them because they need healing. They really need healing. I mentioned social media posts. I don't have time to do this fourth break, but I mentioned the exchange I engaged in. Have you seen the atmosphere of fear that's been cultivated out there? The fear about the poor women who can't get abortions because, you know, they've, uh, they're victims of incest or rape. Or, and, and this is not to dismiss the horrible things that have happened to them. That's not the point that I'm making. But folks, it's not a crisis or emergency today to get an abortion done today. It isn't. But this is the way they're ginning it up in the media. All of a sudden today, it can't be done. Okay, we'll make a plan sometime within the next month. I'm not advocating this, but sometime within the next week. Take advantage of one of these companies that's paying for abortions. And take a road trip. Go get it done. If you are hell-bent on killing your baby, you can get it done. It can be done. The media is not going to be content with that because they want universal right to kill babies everywhere. And I know that our European friends, they're looking at us aghast. I can't believe what America has done. Well, screw you, folks. You can go ahead and kill your own populations. But we, many of us here in America, believe in life. Stay with us. Oh my goodness, some of you are so bad. Some of the texts that you've sent me online that I cannot share. Um, Bernie and I have had a good laugh behind the scenes here, but I do not dare share some of these on the air. I'll just leave them to your imagination. I told you that um, I've had some very interesting conversations over the weekend. Some social media engagement you know and i i i'm serious i encourage most people stay away from this because most of the time it's just toxic and it's not redemptive it really isn't a good part of the time it's just not healthy so i tend to avoid it that's just the way i operate because my goal is not to fan flames I'm interested in generating light, not heat. So what had happened here, there's a person I know 
who posted something on the abortion subject. There was a question that was really put out there to uh, Christian conservatives. And, and I really felt kind of compelled to jump in and to respond to this. And so I did. The person, um, I don't think it's, it's a bad thing to say. The person, by the way, who started this engagement is transgender. The person I've known for maybe a couple of years. And I was quite pleasantly surprised. He, he was basically appealing to me to, yeah, please do engage here. I was saying, you know, I, I don't engage in these things online. And so we ended up having an interesting conversation. A young lady got involved, and she raised some questions. And I just want to read to you. I'm skipping a lot of detail here, but I want to read to you what she sent to me because it really blessed me. It really did. And we're in very different places on this issue. But here's what she said. Uh, by the way, let me give you a little background. I sure hope those of you within the sound of my voice now that you heard Friday's broadcast. Was that Friday? No, it was Thursday's broadcast. We had on this program a woman who actually had an abortion. And our conversation was not about politics. It was about dealing with the consequences of abortion. Dealing with your conscience after having killed your baby. She was very straightforward about this, coming to a place of conviction about it and dealing with the, the man who was the father of the baby. And, and, oh, if you missed this on Thursday, you absolutely need to listen to the podcast. You must. You must check it out because it really um, gets to the heart of the matter. So one of the things I also urged is I encouraged her to listen. I said, would you please listen to this woman's testimony? I thought you needed to understand that before I read this. This is what she sent me privately on social media. Her name is Ashley. Hey, just wanted to thank you for speaking with me in an amiable tone. So often these discussions get away from the topic and it becomes hate speech. I watched Abby's story. I am heartbroken that she had to witness that at the stage in which the child had been formed. I personally agree. After a life is formed into a human, it shouldn't be taken away and appreciate your insight in this matter. I think that the depth into this topic that so many are uninformed on makes it something our doctors should be explaining to us so we are informed fully when making these decisions. Thank you for your time. This is somebody who disagreed with me on the subject. And and I'm telling you folks, there is something to this matter of engaging with right heart and right spirit that is going to register with some people. Now, you know, the Nancy Pelosi's and people like that, they are hopeless. These are reprobates. I just want to be very clear about that. These people, I mean, they're on speed dial with Beelzebub. Don't even bother. 
But the average rank-and-file Democrat who may disagree with you, many of these folks, they do have a conscience. They are thinking. So don't draw assumptions about everybody. I'm serious. This really warmed my heart when I got this. I was thinking, boy, here I got pulled into another thing that's going to end up offending somebody. Somebody's going to be mad. Um, Wasn't the case at all. And who knows? Who knows what enlightenment may take place along the way? So we've seen the hysteria. One of the things I cited, um, see, this is uh, one of the things that I love, not only about this program, but about engaging people. You got to be sharp. You got to know what you're talking about. So one of the things that I wanted to do since hard cases were brought up, I did a just a cursory Google search to find out how, well, what percentage of these are hard cases. And there was apparently a study done on this. And... I learned that the hard cases make up about 7% where the woman's life is in danger, rape, or incest. 7% is the total, which means 93%. It's elective. This is pure birth control. That's what it is. So just keep this in mind whenever you hear this discussion and you hear people bring them, well, what about rape or incest? Well, you know the answer to that question. And the cases of this are so rare. People are just looking for excuses to justify indiscriminate sexual activity. And they want this without consequence, without responsibility. I touched on this. don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I want to jump to other things after the break. So many of these people are in need of, of healing. There are a lot of angry, bitter people out there, especially a lot of these women. And it may be some things that have happened to them. And sadly, it may mean something has been done to them by men. Now, if you're one of those men, I strongly encourage you to get it right. If there's somebody you need to go to and ask forgiveness for something you have done, anything, find them and reconcile. That's really important. But larger picture. Here's what we need. We need leadership for the future. I talk about this all the time. We need someone. We need people who are resolute. Don't compromise on foundational values. Be comprehensive. Don't just talk about what the media wants to talk about. Let You want to talk about abortion? Let's have discussions like we had in this program on Thursday. And at the end of the day, let's be loving, caring people in the midst of it all. And let's blow up the stupid narrative that is built by the mainstream news media and the left. Stay with us. Over on the text line, I love this one. Vince, I'm holding off on my opinion of overturning Roe versus Wade until I hear what LeBron James has to say. <laughs> love the show. Oh, my goodness. Let's delve into some of the headlines for Drudge. So many of these headlines about Roe versus Wade. 
Doctors who perform abortions will be targeted for prosecution. A declaration from South Dakota's governor. You're going to hear from her in a bit. Tech companies won't say if they will give cops data. Hmm. How Chief Justice lost control. Poor John Roberts. Zero support for middle-of-the-road effort. Conservative push on court 50 years in making. Next, critics fear Clarence Thomas' extreme position on birth control. Fight looms over pills. Lawmaker calls ruling victory for white life as Trump rally cheers. Providers confront new landscape. Uncertainty in states with trigger laws. Row rage, tears and tear gas. Churches move cautiously, call for calm. And Canada could become an abortion destination. Isn't that wonderful? Want to kill your baby? Go north of the border. You know, I may sound flippant, folks, but this is exactly what I believe about this. If you if you are so hell-bent on killing your baby, you got to travel across to another state or another another country, go for it. Just go for it. And if that's the way that country wants to be known, have at it. So I told you the left very often likes to use exceptions. The exceptions of rape and incest as the reasons why we should have killed tens of millions of babies, which is what we've done since 1973. There are a number of states in the country with the decision that's been made by the Supreme Court where laws that ban abortions kick in immediately. South Dakota is one of those. Trigger law. It basically made the alleged constitutional right to abortion just basically made it illegal overnight. The thing about what happens in South Dakota, there are no exceptions for rape or incest. And I know there's disagreement on this subject. What I really respect about Christy Nome. I respect the fact that she defends her position and explains it very, very well. At the end of the day, you still have a baby. A baby that has done absolutely nothing wrong. Here's what Christy Nome had to say on the subject of rape and incest. And my heart goes out to every single woman who's had to go through that situation. I don't know what that's like. What I would say is that uh, I believe every life is precious. Uh, our trigger law does reflect that if it's to save the life of a mother, that an abortion is still illegal. And we know so much more using technology and science than we did even 10, 15 years ago about what these babies go through, the pain that they feel in the womb, and we'll continue to make sure that those lives are protected. And I just have never believed that that having a tragedy or a tragic situation happen to someone is a reason to have another tragedy occur. So, so no I would exception that we for continue rape or to make sure we go forward and that we're putting resources in front of these women and walking alongside them, getting them the health care, the care, the mental health mm-hmm. uh, counseling and, and services that they should need to make sure that we can continue to support them and build stronger families far into the future as well. 
I love how Christy Nome is just so calm, cool, and collected. She's not angry. She's not a fire-breathing conservative. She's like, listen, woman's going through a difficult time here. I cannot imagine what this is like. But we know more than we ever have. See, I tell people this all the time. Uh, By the way, the discussion on social media, the presumption and the assumption is that those of us who are conservatives, especially Christian conservatives, we take this position entirely out of some biblical mandate. Now, I can find that, and it's not hard to find. And people say, well, wait a second. Abortion's in the Bible. It's called child sacrifice. That's what it is. That's all you need to know. You don't need to do any extensive study. Child sacrifice. That's what this is. But whenever I have these discussions, I don't even talk about spiritual matters. Now, some people may be surprised at that. I don't even bring that up. You can make this argument on moral grounds just on the basis of moral law. Thou should not kill. What is this? Just a lump of cells? No, it's a baby. We know this better than at any time in history. With use of ultrasound, other technologies... And you heard Don Brown talk about this, how the law for a long time recognizes that this is a human being. Many elements of our law already recognize this. We know, we know full well, that's a human being. Why add a tragedy onto another tragedy? By killing a baby. No, you can't control a rape. No, you can't control incest. You can control whether you make a moral decision that you will regret later on. Good for Christy Nome, standing firm on this. Coming up, much more on this subject, the good, the bad, and the absolutely idiotic as we continue. Stay with us. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 